So first of all, I would like to wish all the mothers present here today at the Mass a very, very happy Mother's Day. Um, I will have to say that if I ever learn how to love, I think I owe it to my mom, uh, who is a very, very loving person. So when my sister and I were young, she obviously cared for us and made sure we were well-fed, well-nurtured. Well um, and then uh, after we grew up, uh, she went on to care for my grandparents. And then when they all passed away, now she's caring for my oldest uncle, who is uh, her oldest brother. So from her, I really learned about what is love and how to love. And I experienced her firsthand um, her unconditional love for me. And I think for many of us too, our mothers are the first person who loved us unconditionally and taught us what love is. We learn how to love by watching them care for us and for others, and we experience firsthand this unconditional love as our mothers take care of us. And I think that's why Mother's Day is so important and so uh, significant that we, we really, really need to uh, honor and pay tribute to our mothers for everything they have done, for, not only for us, but for the entire uh, community. Because without this love, um, motherhood becomes, becomes unintelligible. Uh, motherhood becomes nothing but a list of chores. You can think about um, cleaning, grocery shopping, cooking, driving kids around. Um, but it is the love that's behind all these that gives all these chores their deepest meaning. Right? Um, because not only do our mothers uh, brought us to this life, to this world, but they really reveal this love to us. We can see this love um, based on what, what they do and how they do everything. But of course, the supreme revealer and teacher of this selfless, sacrificial love, of course, is our Lord Jesus Christ. But why is that? Why is he the supreme revealer of this love of the Father. Let us go to the very, very beginning. Before we were even created, God the Father already had in mind all uh, the, the beautiful attributes we have, all the beautiful characters that we were going to have, our talents, uh, our physical beauty, our ability, our capability. He had all these in mind before we were even created. And he loved us even then. And God the Father loved us into being because God, after all, is love. And when God first created a man and a woman, Adam and Eve, all was well. They were in a perfect harmony with God and with each other. Unfortunately, this didn't last very long at all. When humanity rebelled against God and fell away, this harmony was sadly shattered. Thankfully, God didn't leave us alone in that brokenness. He immediately started his plan of salvation. He first chose a special people to manifest his mercy and kindness and love. And he first sent them patriarchs, prophets, judges to teach them again, again about God's way and how to return to God. Unfortunately, they never seem to be able to learn from these prophets, at least not many of them. 
Um, and if you think uh, the chosen people were bad, think about other peoples uh, in the world. I think they were even worse off. Basically, humanity turned away from God again and again and again. They seem to have gone from bad to worse. But finally, the time of fulfillment came. God the Father sent His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, into this world. And the Son of God, Jesus Christ, taught us how to live um, this love of the Father to the full. He taught us the fullness of the meaning of of the law of Moses, the law from the Old Testament. But not only that, he showed us this greatest love by laying his life down for us while we were still sinners. And this loving sacrifice on behalf of all humanity in the price of his own life reconciled us to God. But he didn't end here. The story isn't end yet because after all, Love is stronger than death. So Jesus rose again on the third day after his crucifixion and death. That's what we're celebrating right now. And he ascended to heaven, which we will celebrate next Sunday, and then sent the Holy Spirit among us, which we will celebrate on the following Sunday. And when this grace of the Holy Spirit descended into the world, the church was formed, and we are enabled to understand God's mystery of this love, and we are empowered to really, truly live this, um, this, this holy life, this life filled with God's love for us and for others. And this is how we are going to share the glory of Jesus' resurrection with God the Father forever. So in short, in, this, in the words of this Byzantine prayer, uh, what Jesus has done, or what God the Father has done with, with uh, Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit is that um, you brought us out of nothing into being, and we, we had fallen away, you raised us up again, you left nothing undone until you had led us up to heaven and grant us your kingdom which is to come. Or even more briefly, God sent his only son into the world, as we heard in the second reading, as expiation for our sins, so we might have life through Him. Even more briefly, God is love. And this mystery of love has been revealed to us in its fullness in the person, in the person of Jesus Christ. And as His friends, He reveals all that to us. He reveals everything He heard from the Father to us. And what did He hear from the Father? Of course, it's this language of love, and he lived it to the full. And that is why Jesus also said to his disciples, when you see me, you see the Father. In other words, when you see the way Jesus loved, you really come to understand the love of God the Father. And so for this reason, too, I think our faith um, has in its center this story, this narrative of love, this love of God's salvation plan. Without this story of love, the story of creation, redemption, and glorification uh, becomes unintelligible. They become nothing but a list of commandments or the, a list of theological theories, um, or even worse, just a list of 
liturgical rubrics. Um, so these, all these, every tenets of our faith have to be understood in the light of the story of love. And I think, sadly, this is why a lot of people have left the church, because somehow they either lost sight of this love or they have never experienced this love uh, in the practice of their faith. And so all they could remember is don't do this and don't do that. And that, of course, uh, is, is I, I think it's very, very unfortunate. But thankfully, I think all of us have been chosen by Jesus Christ to go out to the world and bear the fruit that will remain, that will last. And we know how we can do that. Uh, if you remember last Sunday's gospel and Father Carl's homily, you, we see how important it is to always remain with Jesus, abide with Jesus. And that is how we remain in his love. And of course, uh, one of the most important ways to do that is through the reception of the Holy Eucharist, which we will, uh, we will celebrate in, in a few minutes. But let us not stop here. Let us go out and share this love so that this world that has experienced so much pain and suffering and alienation might know about this love and that there is a God who loves them and cares for every person, every person's welfare and well-being. And so let us genuinely love each other so that more people can experience this love from the Father through our good deeds, through our deeds of love, and through our loving actions. We will make a powerful and very credible witness of um, our faith in God and in Jesus Christ. And what more people hopefully will come to love God in this way, and they will come to know and love the God who loves them infinitely. And I think this, this, my brothers and sisters, is the fruit that will remain.